with the 24th pick. The Dallas Cowboys select. The Cowboys select somebody, maybe maybe defensive end after today's bumbling. It's it's a uh, you know Mike. It's uh, we we thought that maybe defensive end might might uh, not be a need, but here we are. You know the, the latest news. We'll get into it, Mike. But how are you doing today? Free agency frenzy. How are you doing, bro? Good. Good to be back. Family's getting there. My kids still got a little cough, so if you hear some cough in the background, we're still working through some things. There it is. It just happened. We're still mm-hmm. working through some things. So, uh, family's getting close to healthy. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. Mm, good, bro. It's always good to get get on the men there. So, shout out to everybody in the chat box. Everybody watching this on the replay. Pound that like button if you if you don't mind, guys. Helps out the channel and uh, everything like that. So, yeah, man, lots to talk about. Free agency is finally here. You know, we, we got through legal tampering. Now it's on. So these contracts become official, I think, tomorrow. So, you know, we'll talk briefly on, um, you know, how do you feel that the Cowboys – how do you feel about the Cowboys uh, – off season thus far. If you were to give the Cowboys off season a grade between an A and an F minus, where 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 would you grade it? You, Mike, and everybody in the chat box. What what is their off season grade thus far? Honestly, <clears throat> I'm going to give them a C minus because I get the strategy of keeping your own, but a lot of the players that they signed, and this is no knock on any player, um, you know, D laws restructure. Uh, Noah Brown, um, Michael Gallup, tagging Schultz. Like, you're not getting better. You're keeping the same people that got their butt whoops against the 49ers in the first playoff game, Joe. You're Mm -hmm. not getting any better. However, I like the restructure of Demarcus Lawrence. I I do like that. Um, I that move alone is an A plus to me. Um, tagging Schultz as a C couldn't use that on Randy Gregory and not have to deal with this debacle. Um, and then go in and, 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 and sign and sign Schultz, but that market would have been pretty competitive and we probably would have lost them, but you know, losing Cedric Wilson, not a big deal. In my opinion, losing Amari Cooper, trading him for, th- uh, for, you know, a fifth round pick t- to get cap dollars and then to bumble this Randy Gregory things, which, I think this is more Randy Gregory's decision than what the media and everybody's speculating. And I'll touch on that in a minute, Joe, but uh, I'm going to give them a C minus. They haven't bettered the team in any way, form or fashion. I get it. Keeping your own paying your own and big credit to Jesse Holly on Twitter. Who's basically, who said the same thing. He said it first and my eyes kind of opened to that. You're not getting better with players that got their butt whooped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Against the 49ers. Yeah. No, it, it's, a, it's a true statement. And I'm, I'm with you there, too. I, I'm through, through today, I'm giving this team a C. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, it's they haven't done enough to get a B. Definitely not an A. They're not, they're not even sniffing that right now. I mean, after today's bumbling, you know, that you're hearing rumors of this and that and whatever the hell. The fact is... We don't have a GM, and this, these are the issues that you have. You don't have a bona fide GM, so it's they're still training. There's still a GM in training here with Stephen Jones, and um, you know it, it's a a colossal mess up. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean the contract that came out for him, 
you know, a five-year deal, whatever the twenty-eight million, you know, guaranteed seventy million dollars, seventy million. So you figure a two-year deal after that, the ejection button, and then they they flip that money, pay Lamb, pay Diggs. But apparently there was some sort of language, this and that, and I don't know, whatever the hell it was. So it was a last-minute tweaking, and uh, so supposedly, you know, that that's that's what the the deal was there. So, well. Uh, if I may touch on the Randy Gregory thing, just just from a competitor standpoint, Joe. Yeah. Just from a competitor standpoint. Let's go hit the super chat first, Joe. Devin Garcia. Then- yeah, according to my official, the language in the new proposed contract was also in Randy's previous contract as well. So great point here, Devin. And then somebody says it, it's not the Jones's fault. It was in his contract before. It should be no surprise. And it is Jerry Jones's fault. What has the Cowboys won? What have they won to make any player want to sign here or want to stay here? What have they won? Look what the Broncos are building. It's a scary outlook. It's a sad outlook. But you got to hear me out here. Look at the Broncos defense they're building over there. They just traded for Russell Wilson. They got some stud wide receivers. As a competitor, Joe? Looking at that, it makes sense to me. It makes sense. Does Randy Gregory want to win now? If he's weighing the win column here, and he sees what Denver's building, and we've seen what we've done the last 26 years, where would you go? Yeah, no. I mean, if it, if it, if it, if it is that for him, you know, you probably go to Denver, but – but that's just from a competitor's point of view, right? From a competitor's I'm a point of view, guy. yeah. I mean, I, in the decision making of Randy Gregory has been suspect for a while. I mean, it, I mean, he turned his, his his life around, obviously. So, you know, I, I don't I don't want to dog him for any of that. I think he's he's done a good job. This to me, I'm not I'm not blaming Randy Gregory on on this at all. This this is a front office mismanagement, and it, it shouldn't surprise anybody because I mean. Look what they did with Amari Cooper. They they, they kind of let it out the bag instead of instead of keeping it internally and saying, "Hey, Amari, you know we're thinking about doing this. Go ahead and, and and seek a seek a trade partner." You know what I mean? They let it out. It devalues the hell out of. The, I mean, and and I hear people stupid ass excuses. You know, I already see them like like I said, it, it annoys the crap out of me. Oh well, it was twenty million dollars, and that's why it was a fifth rounder. No man. He is worth more than a fifth rounder, man. These contracts of the wide receivers are already ballooning up to where Amari's at right now. So that's bullshit, bro. I hate that fan mentality. It's so weak, man. Like they just they 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 go with it. A fifth rounder for a marker. That, that was the first screw up. Then, okay, that's the first black guy, right? This crap here, another black guy. They're about to get knocked the fuck out if they, if they don't they don't come out of here with curse or wagner or vaughn or or somebody you know they, they gotta they're missing pieces here and they're about to get knocked out so mike <laughs> what what do you think it, it, what are they gonna do are they gonna make any moves or are we gonna is that it are we just gonna take it and you know just are, who are they bringing in here yeah there was uh a Nicholas Morrow, a linebacker from the Raiders, who's basically a fourth, str- a Luke, basically a Luke Gifford. 
uh, that they're looking at from the Raiders. I mean, they're going to bring in guys like Carlos Watkins mm-hmm. and Brett Urban. They're not going to bring the Von Millers, the Bobby Wagners. Uh, they're they're not going to bring that in because that's not their philosophy. That's not what the Cowboys do. Um, the Amari Cooper trade, um, there was a report from 103.5 The Fan that came out uh, that said, that the Cowboys told Amari Cooper, you don't fit this scheme. You don't fit this offense. I saw that what? too. What in the world? Who would even say a guy like Amari Cooper, a guy like you're going to, you you don't have the brains and the mental capacity to scheme around him. I, I've seen a report where um, he was only targeted X amount of times, uh, 10 times or more. And Cooper Cup was almost uh, double that amount of times, right? Because Sean McVay knows how to scheme around players. Kellen Moore, as Troy Eggman said once upon a time, is just a pizza boy. That's all he is. He's not no guru. He ain't mm-hmm. nothing. For Amari Cooper to be out of this offense, who Dak got Amari Cooper paid and Amari Cooper got Dak paid and you broke that relationship off. And then you – I really feel like they overpaid for Michael Gallup. Oh, I really, I really do yeah. think they overpaid for Michael Gap. I really yeah. think that yeah. because you don't pay 13, 14, whatever it is, 12 to $13 million a year when you just spent a 17th overall draft pick in the first round on CD Lamb. You, you, that, it don't, it don't go hand in hand to me. It, it really don't. Um, if you wanted to just make CD Lamb your number one and then draft a wide receiver in the first three rounds, I'm cool with that. But to go overpay for Michael Gallup because you know you messed up on a Cooper. So what's the point? You you save $16 million and you give 12 of that to Michael Gallup. It doesn't make any sense to me, Joe. I, and I get it. His cap hit ain't that this year. It's like $5 million this year. But it's it's the average of it. And, and, and he, too, he, too, is on a five-year deal. So what I like to explain to fans, you know, is that when you see that, when you see a five-year deal, it's really a two-year deal. You know, they're getting the guaranteed money, and they're going to get the two years of the base salary. So that's where the, the player's big chunk of their money is at. The, the Cowboys always have this ejection button after year two, which is the year three, all right? And uh, I, I've seen it in all their contracts. They, they, have it, they had it for Lawrence. They have it for Collins. Uh, at one point, they had it for Tyron. I mean, they have it for everybody, right? So when you look at five, he, he's not going to see five years. It'll be the two. Same same with what it was going to be with Randy. Though, I think those two contracts were going to be the ones that they were going to end up cutting after year two, and then the fans, ah, we're getting rid of these guys. It, those, are the, those are the next one, guys. Those, those are the next contracts that, that are going to be the sacrificial lambs because this is what the, the Cowboys do now. They they create these sacrificial land contracts, the five-year deals, and, and then they're going to flip it for these younger guys, which, I, I you know, you're going to have to do it for Lamb and Diggs. But, Mike, the the the, the, the I, I agree with you on, on the Gallup thing there. I think that was a little bit overpaid there, especially with the injury history there. You know, he's he's kind of getting that um, a little bit of that tag there, man. Well, he'll come up and get a badass catch, hits the ground, and doesn't get up. So, not good, not good at all. So you got CD Lamb. Do they keep him in the slot? Do they keep him on the outside and then hear the number? He's he's definitely the number one no matter what, Mike. But uh where do you think the Cowboys are going to end up 
playing CD Lamb here. They have to keep him where he's most productive, Joe, and that's the slot. Seriously, I I, I don't know. Can CD Lamb block? Can he block? Yeah, he can block. He, he's a good blocking wide receiver. Yeah. So I I I don't know consistently what the outside looks like for CD Lamb because we haven't really seen it. We, he's been a slot guy. When uh, Cooper was out, you know, he got a concussion against the Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I I think they have to keep him at the slot. That's where he's most productive at. Now, I, I'm not saying maybe he can't be transitioned to a number one and, pl- and play well, but I don't see it. It's hard for me to wrap my brain around that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, he can block. These guys, oh, he can't block. Yeah, he can block, man. CD can block. He can block. This guy's over here saying can't block. He can block. Who? My because girl. these guys, they require these guys to block because we have a shitty offensive line. So they're going to bring these guys that can block. <laughs> All right. Um, the only outliers, of the, the ones that can't really block, you know, would probably be more like a, um, I don't know, Mike, maybe like a Jarwin, but he's not even here anymore. So. They require a lot of blocking from these wide receivers, whether it's Noah, Cedric. Well, he's not even here either. either. So, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. And, and that's because of the leaky offensive line, you know. Um, but what I want to know here is what is your – what do you want the Cowboys' next free agent move to be? You know, do you want to go all in on Vaughn Miller? You want to go all in on Curse? Chandler Jones or, or one of these guys, or do, or do you think that that's probably ultimately not going to happen? I think we're going to get curse. Oh, and I like in the, the Malik Hooker, they did re- retain Malik Hooker today. Um, I but, like that move. I like the Malik Hooker move. Two year deal, too. Uh, I think yeah. they stole that one there. Eight million. Two, two eight year million. deal for eight million. Yeah. Um, now, I think J. Ron Curse was thinking big money. Um, because of his one hit wonder under, under, under Dan Quinn. Um, and so I think he's, I think the Cowboys laid out a deal for him. He, he tweeted today that, you know, you, you just put your head down and keep working and stuff like that. I think him and his agent got too hot for this free agency. Um, so I think there's a deal on the table. He's just testing out the market, um, because he already said that he wants what he's worth and what you're worth in your head. Versus what it's actually well, when you're in sales, you understand this. You think you got gold and that this gold is so precious and perfect and this, that, and the third. Then you want to go trade it in. And the salesman, like me, says, No, this is really what it's worth. I don't care you put an overhaul in this Cummins motor. This is still what this truck is worth. And by the way, your overhaul has 400,000 miles on it. It don't even matter. So I think Curse has had this big gem in his brain that I played so well. I'm getting my payday. I'm cashing in. And he's not getting all those feels like he's supposed to. I think Curse is going to stay. If I had to pick between Vaughn Miller and I had to pick between Bobby Wagner, I'm going to go on the side of Vaughn Miller, Joe. I get the age. I get that. I get that. But if you look at what Micah Parsons can do, and if he can learn under Von Miller, that's only going to make Micah Parsons better. Look what Ware did 
just with the few weeks that he had with Micah. Just imagine Von Miller being around Micah 24-7 in the same room, on the same practice field, in the same games, on the same bench. That's going to help Micah Parsons get even better if he can learn under Von Miller. Bobby Wagner, Micah, I think they played two different positions, two different styles. Von Miller, Micah Parsons kind of mimics that Von Miller. So I would want Von Miller here just for the benefit of Micah Parsons. No, no, that's a, that's a good point. That would continue his maturation, you know, so I, I, I like that point. He'll definitely learn more from a Von Miller than he would like a, you know, like a, a younger guy, you know, like Randy Gregory. Um, so I hope they do, you know, you know, James Slater put out several tweets out here um, this afternoon about, you know, the, He's interested in the Cowboys, but we've seen this before where, where players, they want to put that out there to try to leverage and get a, a bigger contract somewhere else. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how true that is. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't mind Vaughn Miller. I, I think you'd be okay there, but you still, you're still going to add another another guy, uh, an entry-level type of uh, pass rusher probably and, and probably drafting one. So, this might be a blessing and surprise with, with the Randy Gregory thing, as long as they get the other guy. I, I want to come out of this with Dorrance Armstrong. All right. <laughs> if, if the whole thing is, you know, we don't get in, any kind of pass rusher, but they try to sell us on Dorrance Armstrong, go. they're going to have to draft somebody, like, within the first three rounds. Because Armstrong, he's a rotational guy, man. Six sacks, he gets dinged up, too, so... I don't know. What, what, what do you think about Doran Armstrong, Mike? You think they bring him back? I think he's a good rotational piece, but, I mean, he's not going to be getting, you know, what Randy Gregory got today. You know, he just ain't. Um, hell, he probably won't even get what Cedric Wilson got, Cedric Wilson-type money, because that's just not who he is. He hasn't proved anything. And, you know, Cowboy fans, they hype up players for no reason. You don't, you don't know how many times I've heard, Semi Fihoko since Amari Cooper got traded. Stop it. Yeah. It's time to stop. Yeah, what has Semi Fihoko shown you when the lights got turned on? He couldn't he couldn't handle it. That's why they caught him. They brought him back to maybe try to salvage a late round pick. But fans gotta be real about it. You know, this team with Amari gone, you're probably looking at, at a, a wide receiver in the first three rounds. You know, to be quite honest, and I think a defensive end now moves back into that unless, unless they bring in somebody that's somewhat of uh that has something to them, you know, um, Miller, Chandler Jones, you know, one of these types of guys. Uh, Bobby Wagner too, I, I think would be a great fit, but um, from what I've seen, uh, he, we're definitely not his first choice. He's, he's looking more for the payday, so. I think if he gets that payday from his first choice, which he mentioned himself, he'll go with that. But uh, Miller, I think it might be a little bit more realistic. Now, the, the, the question is, how much would, would Von Miller want? You know, some people are saying anywhere is upwards to 16 a year. I don't know if the Cowboys would be able to swing that. You know, I'm, I'm thinking if they could get him for 12 to 14, maybe. I just think if, if he's looking for 16 or more, that might – that might be out of, out of their range, Mike. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I'm i with you there. Um, and I I think Malik Turner is a free agent, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 
Yeah, wide receiver Malik Turner. He's a free agent. Yeah, so we don't have Malik Turner still. Um, so, yeah, Zadarius Smith. I think that would be a good replacement. Yeah, I, I think Chandler Jones might be too rich. Uh, uh, Zadarius Smith might be too rich too. Um, but I mean, it's worth the shot. I mean, I think that's a good replacement for Randy Gregory. And Zazaria Smith knows how to line up on sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Somebody posted a tweet too earlier today that, you know, um, the people that we have lost, there goes the, the penalties. 50 right. penalties between the two players. 50 penalties of, uh, what is it, Gregory? And Connor Williams. Connor Williams. So that is the silver lining on that part there. You know what I mean? So uh, that's a positive right there alone. And a, a majority of that is, is Connor Williams. Thank God he's out of here. You and I offline were like, we wouldn't have been surprised if these guys would, would have re-signed the guy. <laughs> the way that these guys handle the, the cap. So yeah, it's insane, bro. It's insane. Yeah, no, Danny, for real, 50, 50 penalties between Randy Gregory and Connor Williams. A year ago, that's legit information. Yeah, it's it's an incredible number, and um, and it really you saw it through. You saw it in the games, killing drives on offense, extending drives for the opposing team because of bonehead shit. So you know that that's that's one uh, silver lining. So <laughs> that's one silver lining. But Mike, we we, we definitely got to come out of this with with. Uh, I would say. Maybe like a a bridge player type of guy at at the other end, right? I think that's what you're kind of looking at right now. Whether it's you know the guys that we've mentioned, they're all kind of bridge players. Like you know they're probably going to get a short term deal, two years max, no matter what the hell the contract ends up being. It'll be a two year deal. But where do you if they don't come out of this with 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 one of these, you know? I wouldn't say top flight because the, these guys are kind of a- aging players, right? So they're no longer at the very top of, of their position, but they still have a lot to offer. But if we don't even get those guys, where in your mind does does edge rusher come into into uh, into the draft? Is this uh, a should, should be within the first three, first two rounds, number one, or what are you thinking? You know, this is a really good question. And I was literally just thinking this right before you asked this question. And look at the Cowboys. They 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 wanted to keep Tank, right? They restructured that deal. They wanted to keep him. And they really they, – they recruited Randy Gregory back in. He initially agreed with Denver last night. Jerry Jones picked up the boat, called him, lured him back in, and then all this other stuff happened, right? And they lost him. So defensive end, they wanted to keep Joe Why? Why in the world would they want to keep that? Do they like the defensive ends that are available in free agency? Or do they not like that? Because they're not really targeting much. They wanted to keep their own, right? Yeah. And then they look at the draft, right? Because they, they build around what they want to project in the draft. So defensive end, they probably felt like one of their players on their board that are ranked high is probably going to be gone. It's probably going to be gone by the time it gets up to their pick, wherever they're at in the draft. Right. Yeah. So, so you look at the Cowboys and that strategy there. I don't know how much they value any defensive end because their strategy of trying to keep their own here. 
Does that make sense? I think Randy leaving, they might have to go after a free agent now because they might not like what they have in the draft or where they're picking or they think who they like is probably already going to be gone. Yeah, mo- most definitely. That, most definitely. I, I agree there. That's definitely going to come into the equation as far as like where they have these guys on their board. And, and this is the time of year where they're already, you know, you know, having the outline of, of where a guy's slotted and this sort of thing. Uh, but once you get to April, you know, they'll really button it up. But yeah, man, I think that, uh, you know, and you and I, we've done several mocks on this. The interesting class doesn't stretch as far as you, as you, as some people, you know, say that it will like, Oh, uh, it's, it's deep. It's deep. or well, it's deep, but with rotational guys, <laughs> you know what I mean? Is like, there quality there? Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's not deep as far as like somebody that can come in here day one and get after it. That is not deep. Um, you know, outside the first years, you're getting into rotational guys. So, you know, and then maybe maybe that's what what they end up doing. You know, with with the edge. You know, you could come out of this with. Um, you know, there, there, there's there's several players out there that, that could be available. You know, think about like a Cam, Cameron Thomas. You know, and these sorts of guys, uh, maybe David Ojabo, who I'm, I'm not a fan of, but he's raw. He's somebody that might be there at 24 that you could develop and have him as a rotational guy. Because I, I say David Ojabo is a rotational guy. He's not an every down guy because he only has the speed rush. He's got to work on his hands. He's got to work on a lot of stuff. But uh, you know, th- there'll, there'll be some guys there. Boy, Mafe is another one there who. Uh, might be one one of the last ones, you know, that you might be able to get a little bit of some bend and some some pass rush ability, um, you know. But do do they focus on the middle of of the defense a little bit more here? Like, would Jordan Davis? And I don't think he'll make it to twenty four. But they also like Devontae Wyatt. Would they focus on the middle now here? Maybe they like some of these big guys to clog it up and open up the edge and linebackers a little more. Maybe, maybe they do that. You know what I mean, Mike? Where it's de- maybe it's defensive line, whether it's edge or defensive tackle within the first three rounds. Like it, maybe not necessarily an edge guy, but maybe somebody that can help. You know, open up everything for your linebackers. You know, help. You know, take on some double teams and you know maybe that other opposite side of, of Lawrence, you know, you, you, you're able to open it up for those guys a little bit. Oh, I, we, we know where the Cowboys value interior linemen and history will tell you anywhere between the third to sixth round. Um, Mm. and then usually that seventh round is like a tight end or a quarterback or a special teams player that's on offense. Right. So a defensive end or, or excuse me, an interior lineman for the Cowboys anywhere between the third, to sixth round, um, who's gonna be there? <laughs> you know, yeah. Tyler Davis out of Clemson. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. who, who's gonna be there? Um, yeah. So, I really think Joe. I would not be surprised before or during the draft we're gonna be trading a pick or be trading a player in exchange for that right defensive end. And, and that's that's a very good point, Mike. And we got we got like three fives right now, I think it is, or something like that, right? So, yeah. and I think that's what we paid for Quinn, right? I think it was like when we got we gave up a fifth for Quinn. Fifth 
Yeah, they could do that. You know what I mean? And that they might have to do that. They might have to go and and pick off a player off somebody, or maybe even, you know, look at a restricted guy. I haven't looked at the restricted list, but um, you know, they'll um, they they gotta think about what they're doing now because they 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 fucked up. They really did. They 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 screwed that deal up, and and now it you know, it really puts more pressure on <laughs> on the edge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I think if, you know, you get Lawrence on the restructure, and I, I liked I liked that deal that they had for Gregory. I really did. I like the guarantee that, you know, it's not really five. It's more of a two. So they protect themselves there. And by doing that, I, I was already thinking, okay, we're, we're good here. We don't have to waste a high pick on an edge guy this year, probably more next year. Now it's back, it's back in the conversation, Mike. Yeah, no, no, and I think Mario said we got four fifth rounders. Um, so, so Devin Garcia really don't want to draft a wide. You might have to, uh, and it might not. It ain't going to be in the first one. Like I really think they're going to shore up their offensive line in the yeah. first two rounds. I mean, it's it's, it's really going to be um, linebacker, and it's going to be offensive line in the first two rounds. I really believe that. Uh, that third, don't be surprised if we. Go get another Michael Gallup, so to speak, because that's where we got him in the third round. So um, it's, it's we're we're it's going to be either the third or fourth where we get our wide receiver. It won't be in the first or second because you got way too many needs at linebacker and offensive line. Unless it's Traylon Burks. All right, so John Stephen Jones, the son of the of, of of these guys playing quarterback there. All right, with Arkansas, so. He's already said that he likes Traylon Burks, and I can already see this now. Oh, we we drafted him. We have an up and coming, you know, scout for the Cowboys, John Stephen Jones. We're gonna bring him into the org. I can see it already. Like like how how these guys think, you know, as far as like, you know, keeping it in the family. It's so, a family business. I, yeah, family it's business. Not the NFL. Right? It's a mom I, and pop shop. Yeah, I think Traylon Burks is there. I think that's. That would be a big consideration, and I think that they would just be like, "Oh, we we trust the scouts. We definitely trust you know the grandson, the son, John Stephen Jones on the evaluation. So uh, that's the pick, you know. But we've talked about this, Mike. Traylon Burks has to be used a certain kind of way. I don't feel that we have the coordinator to to execute what what you would want to use. I, I think Burks. I think if you draft. If you draft Burks, there was no reason to pay Michael Gallup because to me, they're the same wide receiver. They really are. They're high point the ball, you know, back back corner fades, back to the ball kind of guy, Des Bryant esque kind of receiver. So I, I don't know if Burks fits the scheme when you already got one in Michael Gallup on the team. Yeah, no, uh, I and you know, uh, I'm, I'm torn on it, man, because. You know, you, you 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 also hear some of the rumors too, right? You hear that you know he comes in at two forty, has to shed weight for the combine. So, is there weight management things here with him? Is, is this another Felix Jones type of deal where he's going to be battling his weight? So that that kind of scares me. But on the field, I mean, he, he's a, he's a star. You know, he made a lot of a lot of plays in the SEC. So uh, I got I got to give that to him. And I think he'll be a star, but in the right system the right coordinator, right? I think if you put him in a, you know, in the McVay system or, um, you know, uh, 
Kyle Shanahan, the Shanahan tree. These guys, they'll they'll know how to use them. I mean, they'll. Cowboys don't know how to use anybody. They yeah, doesn't even know how to how to how to use Tony Pollard. He doesn't know. I mean, I have zero faith in, in Kellen Moore. I'll be quite honest. So he he ran the ball towards Connor Williams, knowing he had a holding problem, and he kept doing it. That should tell you something right there. Tells me everything I need to know. Now, I do. I would like to get some more speed out there, though. So if Chris Olave was there, um. I, I might consider that player there, you know, put some more speed on the field there and you know, put some more pressure on, on the defense. But, uh, yeah, you're right, Mike. You, you can definitely get a receiver in the second and third round. And I've, I've done scenarios where we did that exercise, where we, we focused on, on, on every round first. Here's what it might look like if we got one in the second. Here's what it might look like in the third. When you get to the fourth is where it gets kind of hairy. So if you're going to get one, it's got to be – to me, in, in, within those first three rounds. So. How do you like this? So let's say C.D. Lamb is playing the number one wide receiver position. Michael Gallup's the number two. What would you think about Calvin Austin the third or Sky Moore in the slot? That's that's. I think that's more what what I would like to see the Cowboys do. I would be happy with one of those two players. And. I can tell you guys that, that they they did in fact meet with with uh, Calvin Austin the third out of Memphis, and they did meet with Scott Sky Moore. So, you know they're they're looking. You know they're they're definitely in the wide receiver market. So, yeah, man, if if you want to do that and you can interchange these guys, you know, put you know Lamb on the outside sometimes, maybe put them back in in there, and you know flip and flop these guys around. You know, I, I think you might have something there, but th those guys are Sky Moore and and, and Austin are, are two to really watch. You know what I mean? Because you know they're just uh, so they're so twitched up, and you know, very athletic. They got the speed; they can hit the second level. You know, they turn the afterburners on, um, and they catch the ball really well. So that might be something that, that you could you could get away with, right? If they do that, I'm a happy camper. No, I, I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at it at all, to be honest. Because I'm like you, Mike. I think that at the end of the day, it's still offensive line. There's a lot of work to be done here. You know yeah. what I mean? They might get – They might. I don't even know if they're going to get, like, a, another swing. I think we have our swing guys this year. I think you're good with Connor, McGovern, Josh Ball, right? And uh, you got your starter. They might add another vet swing kind of guy to bring to camp, but – you know um, that that guard, left guard, it, it, that that is the biggest blinking light right now. It's it's like you know this is where we got to focus the attention. That left guard and center. So that to me, I, I you know there's a lot of options there. So I mean, you shouldn't see who who we get. I think wide receiver is deeper than defensive end in this draft. No, de definitely, definitely, yeah, no, no doubt, man. No doubt, I agree. Yeah, you, you. That I mean, you could. It's so deep. Wide receiver so deep that you could double dip. You know, you, you could come out. You could come out with a bona fide kind of starter guy, and you could come out with another depth guy, rotational guy, Noah Brown guy, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and we did bring back Noah Brown, but you know, um, they kind of had to, I guess. But 
I, I want to keep bringing in, you know, McCarthy guys. You know, I'm, if I wanna... they double dip, though, at wide receiver, the people that are screaming for Simi Pihoko has to eat worse because he's going to have to earn that spot with all these new guys. And I don't think he'll be able to do it. Yeah, he's 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 still pretty raw himself, man. He's um, I see, and I wish the I wish the league still had an NFL Europe or some type of deal where they could develop some of these guys because I, that would help for Hoko because he's he's not ready. No. Um, and and it's not a knock on him. It's just you know where they drafted him. You know, um, some fan expectations are just a little little too high than what they realistically are. Oh, C.J. Vasher, <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> you, that's what you know. They, they, they gotta bring Vassar, he, he played for the Wichita Falls, uh, um, oh crap, the Raiders. And the school that I went to was Wichita Falls High School, they're the Coyotes. He played for our school's biggest rivalry in high school. So, little fun fact there, little hometown kid. But TJ Vasher, I know where you played ball. <laughs> your whole career <laughs> oh yeah man I, I people go crazy over the undrafted rookies every year and i used to too like when i first started doing this i did too but i, I learned real quick that uh it, it's a it's a big long shot you know but not to say that we haven't hit on some undrafted guys i mean steel is turned into somebody you know and you can go all the way back to like miles austin and and um and these kinds of guys cole Beasley, and, and a whole bunch of these guys right but it's it's uh it's not as common. It's, it's kind of rare. You don't you don't hit on undrafted guys every single season. So right. Uh, we'll see, man. But yeah, free agency frenzy, full speed ahead. Lots of rumors flowing around out there. So we'll see. But Mike, let, let's talk about Lyle Collins, right? So mm-hmm. Lyle Collins, he's another one of these guys that they're talking about trading. And you know, again, you know, they're saying that if they don't get anything, they'll release them. So they're shooting themselves in the foot again with that. But um, you, you're, you're already hearing that it's going to be a, a day three pick. You know, uh, fans want like a third or a fourth or something like that. But, you know, um, I think it's going to be, if they move them, it's going to be another one of these like late round kind of guys. And I think Denver and Miami are, are interested in um, Lyle Collins. So I think the might Patriots to, are too. Yeah, you might, you might be able to get something out of it. Well, Something. Bill Belichick ain't no fool, dude. Bill Belichick is going to screw the Jones over. I mean, they they, they really are. Um, I mean, yeah, then, we got Michael Bennett for peanuts, but we still had to give him a six-round pickup for Michael Bennett, who only played like six, seven games. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Bill Belichick is going to screw over us if he, if they get Lyle. But Lyle Collins, I mean, he was a Pro Bowl snub just a year ago, um, and then he had, you know, core in the – uh, about you know suing the NFL because he bribed a drug test for ten thousand. Um, you know the Cowboys have a hold on this, and you know just a couple of years ago, Lyell was sitting right next to Steven laughing about a contract extension. So I think there's something that happened this year that left a bad taste in their mouth that we don't know about, um, and I think teams, other teams, know about it because if so, the deal already been done. Um, because if, if the other teams know about this and they cut them, the team can open up their negotiations and use whatever leverage they have against them to say, no, you did this before. This is why this is a $6 million deal. Go ahead and sign here. You know what I'm saying? So there's probably something with Lyell that happened that 
the Cowboys don't like and other NFL teams know about it. That's why the number one, probably the trade hasn't been done. This was a first round talent was accused of murder, uh, got off of it and then just made some boneheaded mistakes in the last year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Lyell, but my gut is telling me he's going to be released. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's where it's heading. It's, it's, it's either or at this point. So, you know, that's, uh, that's unfortunate, it, but um, that, for, for that one, I wouldn't mind getting something, <laughs> you know, if it's a six or, or whatever the hell, but to straight out release them, it, it's another black eye because it's like, why are you guys continuously putting this crap out there to simmer and teams can just, they can just wait it out, right? They can just wait it out and, and give them a, a contract. You know, Soup Trap said, Lyell, you know, seems lazy. We had the weight issue. We had the hip surgery. Then we had the suspension. Then we had the appeal, the brag of the 10. A lot of stuff led up to that in Mike McCarthy's first year. Maybe Lyell didn't give Mike McCarthy a great first taste. Well, that's something I did hear, though. I, I did hear that uh, he wasn't getting along with the, the staff. You know, in particular, Philbin, right, in, in the offensive coaches. So, you know, maybe maybe it's not a good fit. You know what I mean? So maybe it's just one of those deals where you know a, a new coaching staff is in here, and it's just not a good fit for for those guys. Now, myself, I haven't been very impressed with Philbin, although I do like the how he has evolved, Terrence Steele. So. But I haven't seen it with Beatish, and I haven't seen it with Connor. Connor's been through, has gone through two staffs. Neither of them have have elevated him. So I think he's, you know, he might he might be replaced too. You know, if they if they draft some more guys in here or bring in some other linemen, Connor McGovern is not. I don't think is a is a lock to make this roster by any by any means. You know what I mean? So. It'll be interesting to see what they do here in the draft, offensive line speaking. I think it's a position that they could definitely double dip. You know, if you want a center and a guard, this is the draft to get that done. You know what I mean? And you can add another guy to develop if you want. If you want to develop a tackle. We got a lot of picks now. <laughs> you know, like uh, Mario said we got, what was it, four fives now? Uh, five. Yeah, four fives, yep. So that that's a lot. And, and, and the fifth rounder. You know, it's 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 throwing darts, right? But let's get the punter from Arizona. No, from uh, where is it? Uh, San Diego State. Yep. Where's that guy from? San Diego State. I don't know his name offhand, but I know he's from San Diego. Yeah, State. yeah, Matt, Matt Ariza, I think it is. That guy uh, is a is a is a phenom. And if he's there in the fifth, shoot, I'll definitely use one of those on him. Fifths, you know, you could you, that could be a, a spot where you you know develop a quarterback. You know what I mean? So the, there's a lot of strong arms in this draft class. You know, raw but have 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 big arms. So you know, if you have some of these traits, you might be able to develop somebody. So and um, I'm definitely looking to upgrade all the time. If I could get better than than Cooper Rush, I'm, I'm gonna do it. So, but uh. The, the way the the way that the uh, free agency is shaping up right now, Mike, it's everything's kind of coming into place now, right? You're kind of looking at okay, wide receiver is on the list, offensive line has been on the list. 
I think that third need was probably linebacker. But now with, with this Randy Gregory debacle bumbling, Edge is probably back in there now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So my my list would be a little different. Mine would be O line, then it would be linebacker. because uh, how's Jabril Cox gonna look after an ACL injury, right? So it would be O line linebacker. Then it would be line like a, a pass rusher of some sort, whether they use a draft pick to trade for another player or whatever, or draft or whatever. You know, they can move that around as they please. And then it'd be wide receiver. And, you know, J. Ron Curse ain't here. So my fifth would be a safety. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, and you know, um, I agree. You know, definitely it, it, it's, a, it's a question mark, right? It's it's an unknown, you know. We we you definitely never know how somebody can recover from an injury, an ACL. Although nowadays you hear that you know it's, it's a lot better than what it was 10, 15 years ago. ACLs are a little bit, you know, easier to recover for the most part. But yeah, it's still a question mark. You know what I mean? Do you, is there a setback? Is there an infection? You know, you just you you just have to watch out for these types of deals. So. And uh, we, we saw what they did with Bernard Francis and Gifford. You know, they're they're letting them test out free agency. They didn't get tendered. So. Just real quick, Joe. We yeah. got almost 160 people watching here. If I can get five people to hit like on this live stream, guys, it helps the stream out tremendously. I just need five people right now to hit like if you haven't already. Yeah, appreciate that, Mike. Appreciate that. Let's see what we have in the comments here. What's everybody chatting about here? Edge is a big need. Dre the Great. Yeah, it definitely has moved up, you know. Um, now, let's see what they do here in, 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 during, during this this week because th- this is the week where, you know, the the, the big guys are, are signed, right? And I, I would consider Von Miller, Wagner, Chandler Jones, Zadarius, I would consider those guys the first wave guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, those, these are the guys that usually go in that first wave, maybe second wave. But um, if they don't, if if they're not in business with those guys in the first, second wave, yeah, Edge is huge. It'll become definitely very, very big need, man. So I hear you, man. And, and regardless, you know what I mean. Regardless, if it would have been Gregory or or Lawrence, I still would have liked to bring in another player, you know what I mean? Because these cats are not young. They're 28, 29, you know what I mean? They're, they're Both of them have, have injury kind of things where they miss some time here and there. So I I, I um I would still, you know, look at, at adding some some pass rusher guys in here for sure. And there's, there's, there's some that you can get, you know, like we talk about D'Angelo Malone out of Western Kentucky. You know, um, and, and some of these other guys, you know, you can you can talk about uh, players that are going to be more rotational guys, but maybe you can develop it into somebody, you know, in year two and year three, maybe when they're ready to take over, when these guys are going to, you know, eventually leave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. Like, like, you know, you can develop. The Ohio State, Zach Harrison, I think. You know, Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's players that you can get in here to, you know, develop and then see how they take off. And under Dan Quinn, I think really anything's possible. I really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at uh, the guys that we drafted, Quentin Bohanna, Nashawn Wright. Um, you know, these guys were like, who, are, who, who who's Nashawn Wright, right? 
and obviously he's developing. We got to see where that takes off. But the free agency pickups like Carlos Watkins, uh, Carlos Watkins, Brett Urban, J. Run Curse, uh, that you know Keanu Neal was a big bust, I think. But Demonte Casey, everybody coming in here, playing under Dan Quinn, buying into that to that Dan Quinn system. You know, I really think Dan Quinn has the ability to coach anybody. No, that's that's true, and then and that. And that's the a little bit of the allure too, you know. Maybe that's a bit of the allure of some of these guys that are out there. Like, hey, I want to play for for uh, Dan Quinn. You know what I mean? And uh, who wouldn't? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the guy has skins on the wall. He's got he's he's got a proven track record of, especially as a coordinator, to really put his guys in positions to succeed with their skill sets. So, uh, yeah, definitely something to think about. Devin Garcia is Nick Cross from Maryland, somebody you'd draft. Yeah, I like uh, I like the safety Nick Cross out, out of Maryland. He's somebody that would take in a, a mid-round kind of guy. You know what I mean? Uh, probably like, uh, oh, man, I, I would say maybe your fourth round, somewhere like that. So, I like him. Let's see what I have. Yeah, then the Sean Wright was a reach, Stevie Mac. That one was, that one was the one where everybody was like, who the hell? We got a super chat here. Uh, let me see. I oh, just passed by my screen. I'm trying to find it here. Oh, hey, Lavelle. Hey, Lavelle. What's going on, buddy? What's up, John? I hope you and your families are doing well. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. This is what happens when you run a team like a brand instead of a team trying to win. The Bulls in the late 1990s wanted to win and got Rodman and didn't care for fines and suspensions, right? So I agree, man. And then, you know, and that's what, you you know, Mike, you and I have talked about this too, right? Like they're the the most valuable team in all of sports. So you kind of have to, you, to, to, to be there, you have to keep that threshold. And that means selling seats, selling tickets, selling jerseys, a whole lot of them, a crap load of them. And that's kind of where it gets kind of muddy. And I think, you know, I, I agree with you, Lavelle. Like, that's uh, that's what it is. It's more of a brand. You know what I mean? And to me, one, if they can't get past that, we're just going to be in this continuous loop. Every five years or so, you know, we're rebooting the team. You know, oh, we're not rebuilt. Yeah, we're, we're rebuilding, guys. This, this is a reboot. This is not retooling. This is not whatever the fuck. This is... <laughs> the, the, we're we're in that we're in that uh that rift right now of of rebuilding the team right now you know what i mean in, in my opinion yeah no no i think you're right joe i think um jerry i think he don't care about it. i know he says it i if i could write a check right now i would to win a super bowl and jerry you had plenty of opportunities to do that um mm. and you use that to manipulate the salary cap the rams yeah. just didn't want a super bowl um I think, and and I say that to say this: Jerry don't. Jerry's won a lot of Super Bowls. He only carries three rings to show for it. But he won a Super Bowl when he was able to counter through the lead and win. He won a Super Bowl when he got Raiders to Vegas. He 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 got a ring when he got the Rams to L.A. Jerry wins his own Super Bowls that none of us care about because that's not what he. He's a businessman. He's not mm-hmm. a GM. Yeah. Um, he's not a winner. Um, Jerry just cares about doing business and taking care of business. And you look how well he's done that. And you look how bad he's done on the GM side. 
No, it, it, yeah, that's that's what it is, bro. It's uh, no, you hit it right on the head because that's what it is. He in all these moves and, and things that he's helping with, he's getting a big chunk of those revenues, right? So he's he's sitting comfortably, man. He, I mean, he got the three Super Bowls with, with Jimmy. You know what I mean? Um, you know, one one was with Switzer, but it was still Jimmy's team. So, uh, but we're we're still we're still struggling with contracts. We're still struggling with free agency. Even today, in 2022, I mean this this might be the worst uh, free agency that, that, that they've had in a very long time. Very long time. And you had another super chat go through there, Joe. God, let me see if I can find that one here. Uh... But no, I. And what one thing while you're finding that super chat is the negotiation strategy of after playing football, being a Dallas Cowboy. It'll benefit you in the long run. You can you can stop saying that. That, mm. that negotiation strategy is pointless, mm. it's dumb, and it don't work. Yeah, yeah, they definitely gotta change it up, you know. I and mean, it's still um and that's the thing. The, these teams that, that 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 know how to do it, they don't have to change it up really. They might tweak it, but they don't have to do a full you know what I mean? Like if you look at you know, these teams that cont- are continuously in the playoffs, you know, with the Cowboys, it always seems like we get to the playoffs, then we go through like a three-year lull, then we're back, three-year lull, or, you know what I mean? It, it has and it was a one and done. We ha- yeah, we're never consecutively in the playoff run. That's not a good organization. Like the Packers, they're, you know that they're always going to be in the playoff run. You know the Patriots are always going to be in the playoff run. Chiefs. The Chiefs, right? With the Cowboys, it's always a struggle, man. It's always, you know, in, in, in a weak division. In a weak division. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Wilson Santiago, appreciate you, bro. No Vaughn, no Bobby. That money has to be for an O line. Yeah, I, I don't think that they're gonna go O line on free agency, uh, Wilson. You know, I could be wrong. Maybe they shocked the crap out of us and and grab somebody. But I think that. Uh, Mm, they they prefer to go uh, to draft a guy, you know, um, for offensive line. But you never know, man. I mean, this team uh, continues to do whatever the hell they're going to do. <laughs> they don't care what the fans are thinking, man. They, they really don't. They're going to do what they're going to do no matter what. But I hear you, man. Now, that being said, yeah, O-line is definitely high on my list, uh, Wilson. Like, that's why I say still – if if there's a if there's a guard there or a center, if it's Linderbaum or Kenyon Green or or uh, Zion Johnson, if, if one of those three guys are there, I'm running up there and that's the pick. You know what I mean? And then and then you look at the line and it's it's looking better. You know what I mean? It's looking better. And then, but I think you can still even double dip on O line if you want. You can probably get another somebody in the fourth round, maybe even the fifth. And see here, but here's the thing, right? I mean, I talked about the strategy of paying, you know, Randy Gregory restructuring D Law because they don't trust what they have at offense, I, and how they attack for agency doesn't necessarily on the offense side of the ball doesn't necessarily mean that they are all in on Josh Ball and Matt Forniak. Um, maybe they do like what they got in the draft, and maybe they are comfortable. It's like the the opposite of what I said, but with O line here, so. It, be real interesting you know we talked about double dip we talked about these it's gonna be real interesting how they attack that in free agency what and how, if they don't do anything for o-line 
in free agency, they're really comfortable in the draft to get to get somebody, or they're comfortable with Matt Forniak and Josh Ball. Yeah, no, that, that, that and and that's true, Mike. You know, Forniak. I know, I know, some people don't want to hear this, but he he had a very strong camp. Looked good when they gave him snaps there at the end of the year. Josh Ball is really the big uh, wild card in this thing. We, we didn't, which we didn't get to, to see him at all. But you're hearing that you know that, that this this team likes him a lot. He's uh, you know taking the the coaching and the conditioning really well. So he's he's a nasty player, man. I mean, he obviously Josh Ball has some of that that ugly. Um, I mean, very ugly stuff off the field, right? But um, on the field, he's got that similar temperament that. That, that works for football. So, I mean, that is what it is. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what, what these guys do here in, in the next coming days because this is the first wave, you know what I mean? Rachel Sinclair, two questions. One, if we can get Von Miller and Bobby Wagner, would that save our offseason? Two, do you think this offseason is bad to sabotage McCarthy for Sean Payton? I love both your insights on our Cowboys. Oh, I appreciate you, Rachel. Let's get the thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate the great question. Mike, you want to start this one off here? Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Sinclair, again. I appreciate you coming in here, watching our show here. Uh, I'll answer the first one, possibly the second one. If we get Von Miller and Bobby, would that save our save our offseason? Uh, it depends on how you to get both of those players is going to be really hard to get both of those players, if I'm being honest. Um, but it all depends on how we fix that fix that O-line. Um, it, to say the offseason, it takes all the way up till uh, week one, right? Because you're building that whole football team all the way up until then. So what do we look like week one? Um, is Von Miller hurt? Is Bobby Wagner doing this or that? You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot that goes into it. I don't know if it saves our offseason because we haven't addressed the needs at, at that offensive line position if we sign those two guys. We haven't addressed the, the need at defensive end. Does that make any sense? So I don't know if that saves the offseason and, and if we're better in the long run with that. Um, and then do you blame the sabotage Mike McCarthy for Sean Payton? I don't know. Uh, it could be happening. Hell, they could be sabotaging it for Kellen Moore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so it, it's hard for me to answer that one. Great questions, though, but I they could be sabotaging it to make Kellen Moore the head coach. I, I have no idea, but uh, appreciate that those questions. Yeah, yeah, great, great question, Rachel. Um, I, I will say that I, I don't know if it'll save it, but it'll rectify what 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 they did with Randy Gregory. I, I think they gotta. I think they gotta do a, a makeup, a makeup situation. You know what I'm saying? You know when you're watching a football game and the refs they screw up your call, and then the the, the next play they give you a call to make up for the the one that they crapped you on. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is what it is. You know, for the Cowboys. You know whether you want whether people believe, you know that there was an issue with Jerry and Steven, which I really don't believe. These guys are like this, man. So, but. That being said, you know maybe they maybe they have a makeup signing here. We're like, oh, well, we screwed this up. Let let's let's uh let's zero in on somebody to at least appease the fans or something. Which, uh, and like I said, I don't know if, if these guys even really care what the fan opinion is at the end of the day. But 
Um, yeah, I would love that, but I'm with you on that, Mike. I don't know if they can swing both those guys, and it's probably gonna have to be a combination of of one of those guys and maybe Curse. You know yeah. what I mean? Like maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe Von Miller and Curse, or maybe Bobby Wagner and Curse. I think Curse needs to be in 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 the mix there. So Curse, and then one of these you know premium type of guys that we're talking about, Chandler Jones, Wagner, Miller. You know, one of those guys. I think you can swing that. Um, for the second part, I think that 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 has to cross a lot of people's minds, right? Because you take away a big weapon from Dak with Amari Cooper, um, you're gonna jettison, you know, uh, Lyle Collins, which you know people have arguments for for that as well. But uh, letting letting Gregory go. <laughs> slip through their hands so you know are you put are you putting your head coach behind the eight ball right so right now it kind of looks like it's it's gonna be an uphill battle you know what i mean it looks like you know you're rebuilding like i said so are they doing that you know they'll, they'll never admit that but what i don't want to do mike is is give draft picks for sean payton you know no, no matter how the season ends you know, I, I don't want to be out here like with a crap with a with maybe like an eight nine year or a crappy year, and then we're flipping first round picks for Peyton. Not we do that, we're freaking cooked, man. We're 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 in big ass trouble. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm sticking with my C minus though so far in France up to this point. Yeah, yeah. But I appreciate that. Appreciate you, uh, Rachel Sinclair. Appreciate that super chat. Great questions there. Uh, let's see what else I got here. We got a Dorrance fan here by I Love Weed. Dorrance, look at the tape. Uh, rotational guy. I mean, uh, look at the tape. I mean, it, it, he's he's got some things there. I mean, you know, he's he's got strength. I like them when coming out of Kansas. You know that, uh, but you know, just really. He hit the ceiling, you know what I mean? Like he is what he is right now. Like when if you sign him, you're signing a rotational player. There, there's no there's no ceiling where he's gonna get better and become, you know, a major piece to, to the defense where he's gonna be just getting sacks in game in and game out. He's not he gonna won't be like be a household name. No, no, he won't. So I mean, I wouldn't be mad at bringing him signing him back as a rotational guy because I think you still need another guy to put in the mix. So that I, I wouldn't be mad at, but I wouldn't want to see Doran start. I wouldn't want to see him starting opposite Lawrence. You know what I mean? They can't sell me on that. Mm -mm. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, got a lot of good questions here. Mike, you see any that, that stick out to you? No, not yet. I've seen some, something about $17 million a year, but I can't track of what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. They're talking about Randy Gregory's weed. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I think that's it, guys. I think that's uh, that's a wrap for tonight's show. Mike, I appreciate you. Appreciate everybody in the chat box. Lots of great conversation in the chat box. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate the super chats, Q&A. You know, we'll, we'll see how free agency looks the rest of the week. You know, um, I am keeping tabs on the pro days besides all this stuff. So I got a lot of news I'm that I, that I have that I'm working on some more profiles and uh, news and nuggets 
uh, for you guys here for the draft coverage. So, you know, we'll, we'll continue to bring that back on here and uh, more mock drafts to come, bro. But, Mike, let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't already, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube, underscore Cowboys Corner on Twitter, guys. Uh, if you give me a follow, I'll follow you back. Um, and if subscribe, leave a comment saying, hey, I'm here from the Frisco Report. That way I know where you came from. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that that's what it is, bro. Hit up my bro right here, Mike, Cowboys Corner. And uh, we'll catch you for the next one, guys. Peace out. Let's hope that these guys can, can improve the offseason. <laughs> All right. Later, guys. Yes. Let's see if they can get better, bro. They need yeah, to. Yeah, they, they have to get better, dude. I...